back. Episode 24 of the Key Review. We are back. First time since April 17th. This is episode 24. Brought to you by Barely's House of Blues and Ribs, downtown Halifax. Your one-stop shop for everything Quebec Major Junior Hockey League and the unofficial podcast of the QMJHL. Join me as always, my co-host Theo Iatru. What is up, Theo? It's good to be back. Just like you said, haven't posted in quite a bit, um, but um, we started right at the perfect time. Finals, baby. So here we go. Uh, so what have you been up to? I know you've been up to something because it's been a month. So yeah, been up to something. Um, well, we finished school. Um, got a um, lots of um, well, not lots of partying, but a little bit <laughs> just to get off uh, the school year. But um, seeing uh, all the buddies back, it's good to, that everybody's back in Halifax, and I'm sure for you and uh, Will Phil over there. So yeah, it's good. It's good to see everybody back. Yeah, back in the Annapolis Valley, school is over for the summer. Uh, oh, yeah. I started my internship with MBS Radio. Um, working at Annapolis Cider Company. Yeah, golfing lots. So golfing's yeah. a big one. Yeah, yeah, no complaints. Yeah, so, I mean, how this episode's going to work, we're basically going to, you know, we haven't posted since the second round. So we're going to re- quickly recap the second round, third round, uh, look at our predictions for the finals, and then we also had the Q Award winners for the season. Yeah. Um, so let's get right into it. Uh, second round, Quebec, uh, we don't really need to talk about this one. Quebec <laughs> beats Ramuski four games to nothing. Um, closest game here was 4-2 Quebec in overtime mm-hmm. uh any takeaways from that uh just uh well i i thought Ramuski um actually it it was four nothing obviously in the series but i think Ramuski actually put up a good fight um between all just head to toe I mean, even though they are still young too you got to think about that so they still got a couple years to keep going but quebec's just too much of a powerhouse yeah the last two games were overtime and yeah a 4-2 game yeah. so not too bad yeah. um my prediction for this series was way off Halifax beats Moncton four games to one um I called it in seven because after that game one win I thought maybe um I even got some Twitter clout because of it so yeah, there you go but probably not anymore now I'm not a reliable source uh Moncton four to one then Halifax seven one four two three nothing and seven three uh main takeaways uh i just thought their forward depth just a lot better than moncton in my opinion just seeing all four lines go and matthias Rousseau played really hell of a hell of a series that was a huge factor and i think i said seven as well halifax and seven but um yeah um just too much of a powerhouse from halifax and i think the coaching was a lot better too in my opinion and yeah Let's also not forget that Preston Lounsbury wasn't playing in this series for yeah, Moncton. True, true. Um, I think Moncton put up a good fight. Yeah. Uh, that 4 2 game and 3 0 game, I think easily could have been Moncton wins. But I think next year will be Moncton's year, preferably, yeah. or personally, I should say. Yeah. Uh, another one we don't need to talk about that much Sherbrooke Drummondville. Uh, Sherbrooke 7 3, 8 1, 4 1, and 5 2. Uh, we thought Drummondville would put up a better fight, but yeah. they didn't. Why do you think that is? Just again with their their Sherbrooke's forward depth is just a lot better than like 
uh, Drummondville's Luke Woodworth. Obviously, he um yeah, I'm not too sure he had a he wasn't putting up that many numbers, but he still played probably one of the best in and uh, Maverick Limero too. Um, those two guys were probably not playing the best of their capability. I would say. Would you? Would you agree? Well, I mean, Drummondville's combined goals was seven. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Sherbrooke got that in game one. Yeah. So, like, you, <laughs> it's hard to outscore a team like Sherbrooke. Exactly. Um, and then Gatineau defeats Rowan Aranda four games to none. Back to back five nothing wins. Then seven three and six one. Yeah. Do you Same. like how Rowan Aranda looked? Uh yeah. That that I was gonna say they actually put. I think they played a lot better in the playoffs than Drummondville did. I mean that's what we were kind of. Um, referring to how they're kind of similar teams but i think Rouen, even though they're a little younger than drummondville i think um um those guys were stepping up yeah we also got in the third round probably the biggest surprise of the playoffs quebec sweeps gatineau four games to nothing five to quebec back-to-back overtime wins and then three to one yeah this this one was a shocker um, even though it was overtime wins, I think uh, Quebec was just all over the, all over um, Gatineau, and Gatineau was head to toe. They had the best. Let's be honest. I think they they would be the probably one of the best teams in the queue over deepest Quebec in my opinion. Yeah, deepest team with La Pena um, and Kidney all, um, um, and Leno. Um, but yeah, they're. I think Quebec just was a better team. They had more heart. It seemed like and. Goaltending was a lot better, in my opinion, as well. Yeah, and I think Tris, we talked about Noah Warren being injured yeah. for Gatineau, and I think playing all those minutes for Tristan Leneau really caught up to him, exactly. and so you could definitely see a little bit of slowing down yeah. in that. So, yeah, so the first game was 5-2, and then a 4-3 overtime win, 5-4, as well as 3-1 for the Ramparts. Um, what wasn't working for Quebec or for Gatineau? Sorry, what do you think? Well, I just think scoring was a big one too. Like you just said, not the biggest um, goal goals for for Gatineau, um, and but also I think Patrick Waugh, one of the probably the best coach in the league. Let's be honest, he he knew what um, Quebec had coming uh, with such a deep team with uh, like Gatineau, and I think he. Uh, stepped up to the plate there yeah it's hard to compete with a coach that has a three stanley cups and hall of fame under his belt yeah exactly and then for the other third round series was the mooseheads four to two over sherbrooke um everyone thought sherbrooke had this series in the bag after it was in halifax five two uh sherbrooke won in overtime three to two tyson hines scoring that one yeah, Halifax down two nothing in that game with I think it was five seconds left. Yeah, Alex Duset tied the game, and do you think that might have been the momentum shift? Yeah, I know they exactly. lost that game, but yeah, I don't know that. As soon as Tyson Hines scored that o- OT winner, the whole rink just just shut, dead quiet. Um, you, you going back to Sherbrooke, you don't know. What's going to happen down 2-0? You think you maybe get swept with such a deep team in Sher- like Sherbrooke? But uh, like you said, that do set goal, that that was that was huge. Um, 
probably a big factor. And then Doucette went on, had a had a great um, playoffs even, but even after that, um, he's uh, he's been having uh, those, uh, I think it was three games he, he was on, uh, he was point lead. And so, um, yeah, I, I think it was a huge factor. Yeah, so I mean, you also got game three, five two, two five two wins for Halifax, five nothing and one nothing. Yeah. So Mathis Rousseau is on a two game shutout streak. Yeah. Um, if the Mooseheads can win the Jills Cotro or Corto rather trophy, yeah. do you think Mathis Rousseau is considered the greatest Mooseheads goalie of all time? Oof. I mean. Because he's drawn a lot of comparisons to Fukali, yeah, and Chigare. But you got to like, yeah, it's hard for goalies, right? Because Fukali, like, he had a he had such a great team in front of him. So, do we know if he really stepped up to the plate that much, or was he just uh, like kind of like Olmark with Boston, um, such a deep team in front of him? But um, I don't, I don't know. It's a, that's a hard one. Uh, Russo there. I think, oh, for sure he's up there. I think he's up there, which I, I don't know, like, just because of his stats, like, this past series, he's been phenomenal. Even in the regular season, he's been great. But um, that's, a, that's a tough one. I don't know. I don't know if he's the best. What about you? And I, well, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, like you said, it's kind of tough because of the team that he's playing in front of. But, I mean, these shutouts are, like, yeah. they're not, like, crappy shutouts. They're, like, 30 saves. And, like, to shut out the third best team in the league twice in a row mm -hmm. is huge i think yeah um he's definitely in the conversation for me he's already top three i yeah. think um we'll see how it goes but he's also an 04 like he can play next year yeah and the year after yeah um world juniors is probably now on his radar with the way he's playing mm -hmm. uh i don't know how you Given the situation of Canada's goaltending in the past, yeah. say, 10 years, I don't know how you don't consider him. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, we'll see, yeah. but yeah. I think he'll probably be on the World Junior team next year. Yeah, it's not a bad take at all. All right, so we go into the finals. We got the Quebec Ramparts, Halifax Mooseheads. Halifax Mooseheads rank holds 10,500 people, about. Mm -hmm. Quebec Ramparts holds... 18,000. Mm -hmm. I heard a rumor that the Remparts for game one and two, which goes tonight, which we are going to post this tonight, so it will be tonight, and tomorrow, they sold 20,000 tickets. Jesus. For each game. And I don't know how you're going to cram 2,000 more people than capacity holds. To me, that's a fire hazard. Um <laughs> That's that's a whole different You're story. First. You're on the safety first. That's your first thought. I love it. <laughs> Listen, I'm all about big games and fans and stuff, but like even the World Juniors in Halifax, I that could have been a fire hazard. <laughs> that was ridiculous. <laughs> like I remember I remember they said the attendance and it was like just over ten thousand five hundred. I was like, Yeah, no way. There's no chance. Yeah. There's yeah, people standing all over the concourse, not even yeah. watching the game. They're watching the game on the TV by the beer stand. Yeah, Bedard, Bedard's dad was just standing up the whole time drinking. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't even sitting down. And those are people that didn't, like, you know, like, you don't include people that work there because they don't buy tickets. Like, you wouldn't have counted my ticket. Yeah. 
you wouldn't have counted. I'm not the only staff. There's like, oh, there's going to be at least three, four hundred. Yeah. Right. So that's pretty wild. We'll see how that goes. I'm going to be watching the game tonight along with my Leafs. So, yeah. Oh, baby. Big night ahead of you. Big night ahead of you. Yeah. I'm pretty nervous, man. Like, <laughs> I've been doing this thing where I start betting on the other team that Toronto plays. Mm. That that way, if let's say like I've made a lot of money on the Florida Panthers this series, so you know if the Panthers win, then I get some money, and if the Leafs win, then I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. Like I lost, I lost twenty bucks the night that the Leafs moved on to the second round. Yeah. But the Leafs moved on to the second round, yeah. so uh, I don't it's mind spending. It's a win. I don't mind spending a few bucks. I I saw it on TikTok. It said it's called happiness insurance. <laughs> yeah. And I can see why it works. Like, I was pretty happy. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, back to the kids listen to this, so we should probably <laughs> keep away from the gambling. Be responsible. Um, yeah, so we got the Remparts. We got the Mooseheads. Um, Halifax, hot at home, 5-2, 1-0. Perfect 7-0 and on the road. Mm-hmm. Remparts are 6-0 and at home, 6-0 and on the road. Wow. Quebec has yet to lose a game in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, power play looks kind of similar. You got 20% for Halifax, 26.8 for the Remparts. Penalty kill. Mooseheads had the advantage at 92 yeah. to 91. And fun fact, the Remparts have no rookies on their team. Yeah. Not a single one. That's crazy. That is Owen nuts. Phillips. Owen Phillips leads Moosehead's rookies with seven points. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, penalty minutes. This is what I want to talk about. This was yeah. my point. I had a yeah. long day writing news, so I had a brain fart for a second. Yeah. Mooseheads are averaging 10.3 penalty minutes per game. Mm-hmm. Um, Ramparts 9.1. That averages to about five penalties a game each so i think staying out of the box is going to be a big deal especially for the moosehead's sake that 26.83 power play is uh that looks scary yeah and so i don't like the look of that yeah um mooseheads are two and oh in the two meetings this year two one shootout win in halifax and i believe it was a four three win in quebec you look at the leading scorers, you got Josh Lawrence, Doucette, LaRue, all have more points than Justin Robita, who leads the Ramparts in scoring. Exactly. So um, I said at the start of the playoffs, shout out to me, I'm going to tap myself on the back, but I said if Justin Robita played good, the Ramparts were going to go far. Yeah. You did. Um, I remember you said that. Yeah. What is an X factor for each one of these teams to win? So, I think it's just oh, where'd you go? Oh, there you are. Um, so I think the biggest factor, obviously, is the penalty um issue, not getting in the box. But um, I think it's the defenseman. The defenseman's a huge factor, especially for as you just mentioned, Phillips, um, rookie. He's stepping up, and I think all these guys need to step up. Furlong, he's having a great series as well, or a playoff. Um. Just the big shutting down that big forward line like Gauthier, Rochette, and um, Robida, all those guys. Um, 
is is a huge factor and like you said they're six and oh and on the road and um and at home so just making it hard for them is basically my point um as uh um is from a viewer's standpoint but um so i i think if the um the big the biggest x factor um definitely uh the mooseheads uh defenseman here um for owen phillips getting seven points as a rookie incredible uh jake furlong all those guys um need to step up facing that big line like goche um rochette and uh Robida. um if they shut them down and shut the um and get out of the box and I, I i you never know my my prediction is i i don't know if we're getting to predictions should we should we get to that already chris yep yeah sure. um I, I got I got Halifax in seven. Might be a little biased, but um, if like we said, Halifax is great on the road. So facing eighteen thousand people might be a big difference from ten thousand or eight thousand from other teams. But um, I, I I think they should do it. What about you? Uh, it's a coin flip, man. Like I. I look at both teams. I don't see a weakness in any category. Exactly. My big X factor in this series is going to be home ice advantage, not just because of the big crowds, mm-hmm. but you have last change. Mm-hmm. So for the Moose, they got the big line of, well, if Jordan Dume comes back, that's another thing is Dume, when Dume back. That's another big one. Mm-hmm. Um, you got that big line of Dume, Lawrence, and Doucette. Mm-hmm. So if Quebec has home ice, then you can pair up Nico Savoy and uh, I'm looking for the other D-man here and Veselod Komarov, or you know you can pick your defenseman. Mm-hmm. If the Mooseheads have home ice, they're facing up against Nathan Goche, as well as Robida and Bulduke or Rochette Malatesta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can easily match up, right? Like, I think it's also going to be the depth. Yeah, who's got more depth? We all know they have a great top six. Both teams. Yeah, can guys like Daniel Agostino step up? Kasim Gaudet, uh, Boucher for Mooseheads or whatever. Boucher, Reese Peitch. So Sean said it in our last episode, but depth is an important part in the queue. Because if you don't have depth, like everyone's got at least a couple good scores, mm. like you're not special for having two to three scores, right? Mm. It's your depth. Yeah. Uh, Jack Martin, how's he gonna play? Logan Crosby, who I feel has been underwhelming this season. Yeah. Dylan McKinnon, where was you know his play at the end of the season? Where's that? Yeah. So it's gonna be a thing of depth, I think. Ah, uh, coin flip. You know what? I'm going to change it up. I'm going to say the Quebec Ramparts will win Wow! in six or seven. Only wow. because I picked Gatineau to win in our last show, and they beat Gatineau, so I'm picking Quebec. All right. All right. You know, you, you sweep on paper the best team in the queue, mm-hmm. so I don't see a reason why they can't win this. They do and I said less biased than you, so I'm going to, I'm going to go with Quebec. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's fair. That's fair. It, it could go either way. It could go either way. Um, just and the coaches is a big one too. Yeah, with Patty Wad, just how who, can you match up? Yeah, how the, can you match up that those lineups? So yeah, 
it's yeah. all those all those factors all right so that's it for the playoffs there we're going to go into our awards i spent a long time looking these up yesterday because it was hard to find them all okay uh so the qmjhl award winners uh first off paul dumont trophy personality of the year josh waugh of sherbrooke i think we really saw the personality come out during world juniors um you know he was just like very emotional when he scored Great in the media, from what I hear. Like I've seen videos of him. Great in the media. Um, this this list is littered with Sherbrooke players. Uh, GM and coach of the year, uh, Stefan Julian from Sherbrooke. Not much of a surprise there. Kevin Lowe Trophy, best defensive defenseman, Tyson Hines, best defensive forward. You got Nathan Gauthier from Quebec. Believe he. Also won it last year. Best goals against average, Will Russo of Quebec. And top professional prospect. I believe we picked Catterford, did we not? Yeah. Well, it was Ethan Gauthier of Sherbrooke. <laughs> of course, of course. D-man of the year. My pick was right, Tristan Leneau. Uh Humanitarian of the year was Cam Squires. What's that award? So basically just like community service. Um, so Squires, nice. good on him. I'm pretty sure he also left halfway through the year. Yeah, for school. Yeah. yeah. So good for him, you know, getting recognized for the stuff he does. Uh, John Belbo, trophy most points. Jordan Dume, 140. Uh, he was also named the MVP of the queue this morning. Most sportsmanlike, Atilio Biasca. That's called the Frank Selkie Trophy, which is funny because the Selkie Trophy in the NHL is... Best defensive forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensive rookie of the year was Maxim Masse. Defensive rookie Marcus Kiersey for Charlottetown. And scholastic player of the year, Julian Baylan from Ramuski. And your rookie of the year, Maxim Masse. There you go. Yeah. So, man, that, the more I think about it, I don't know who I'm picking for this finals. Uh, <laughs> it, it could go it could you can think about it mean. i'm just like it could go either way uh, i just don't know like yeah so much there's so many ifs like it's yeah. like if mathis rousseau plays as good as he did last round if, if no just if there's no injuries if jordan dubay comes back if justin robita plays to how he's been mm-hmm. um if there's no fire hazard in the Videotron Center. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sure Halifax will be the same. I tried to get tickets the other day, and it was bad. Like, it was very sold out. It's in the two... How how much is it? It's like in the 100 range, right? 200 range, maybe? Not, not in Halifax, no. No, in, in Quebec, I mean. For resales, yeah. Okay, resales so, are like 200 right. bucks. Okay. My buddy wanted to go down. I'm like, man, I'd love to. But I, I, can't. I would love to, but... I don't got the money. I work. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I don't have money, hence why I'm working. Yeah. So, I mean, trying to think, is there anything else we should be covering? Um, oh, Monk the Wildcats. Jordan Dumay, did you mention that? Yep. He's out yeah. right now. Um, yeah. I don't know if he was announced back yet. No, I, I was talking about the MVP. Yep. He got MVP. Yeah, I yeah, mentioned yeah. that. I didn't hear you. Okay. Sorry. Moncton Wildcats getting the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. 
So shout out Magda Wildcast podcast. They were pretty fired up about that. They were. I I saw that. Um. Yeah. Who Who are they gonna take? Oh, there could be lots of lots of options. Um. That um. It's that guy from Quebec. Um. He was just at the um Q uh, Q uh, All Star game. Um. Where all the draft picks go, um, starts with a T, I think. I I, I forget. Um, he's a forward and he's like lighting up on uh, Rochelle, I think the team's called. And um, he yeah, he's he's been lighting up. For, I'm not. What about you? Uh, my pick is Caleb Desnoyers. Yeah, is that uh, Desnoyers' brother? Yep, Elliot Desnoyers' brother. Um, he's pretty. He started to get talked about a lot more. He got a uh, he had a Michigan goal during the Canada Games in Charlottetown. There you go. Um, and you know, I think Elliot played for the Wildcats too, so I think the nostalgic effect of yeah going back to your brother's team would be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, lots of good names on this list. I'm looking now. Owen Conrad, we got to see him at Ice Jam. Yeah. Uh, Zach Wheeler, he's been talked about for a long time. Cole Chandler, who else Cole is on Chandler's here? a big one on Subaru. He's 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 electric for sure. Luke Foley, he plays Valley. Luke Legier on the Max is a big one too. I don't think his name has been brought up, but maybe not number one, but definitely top ten for sure. Yeah, there was another Moncton guy. I was. Yeah, Moncton has three first round picks. I'm pretty sure, so I don't think they'll go after some of these. Yeah, Connor Sturgeon plays for the Moncton Flyers. Noah Collette. Logan Roop was just on that Picto national team that went to TELUS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so lots of good. We're just naming the Nova Scotia guys because we yeah. watch them play. Nothing against yeah. the Quebec prospects, but it's just easier to go off of people you've actually watched play. Yeah. Um, and you know, funny, funny storyline. William Rousseau and Mathis Rousseau. So, you know, Rousseau's not yeah, related. Yeah. Battle of the Rousseau. Yeah, no, no relation. So, is it spelled the same? Yeah. There you go. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right. So, anything else you want to bring up? Anything? No. Are you disappointed the Habs didn't get Bedard? I I am a little disappointed. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially that they didn't go up at least one or two. They stayed at fifth. I was a little disappointed, a little cheese, but um, Chicago, I don't know. I don't know about all that pick, but I would rather Chicago than Anaheim or Columbus. So, yeah, they they got a bright future out of them, that's for sure. All right, so that should do it for episode 24 of the Q Review, our second and third round recap, along with finals preview and awards preview, recap, whatever you want to call it. Uh, games one and two in Quebec go on Eastlink TV tonight and tomorrow and then the rest of the games will be on tsn games three through seven so that's pretty cool anyone can watch those um as always follow us on our social media pages q review underscore pod uh as always brought to you by barely's house blues and ribs downtown halifax and we are your one-stop shop for everything quebec major junior hockey league and the unofficial podcast of the qmjhl for myself chris tracy and my co-host theo We'll see you guys next time.
Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.